0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, everybody, it's still an exciting time of the year for the sports. Super Bowl LIV 54 in Miami, Florida, this Sunday, two days away. And without a doubt, people are going to be looking to get in on the action, and we have the best place for you to go. My bookie, if you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout my bookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any other sports book around and if you join right now my bookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to a thousand dollars that means if you deposit two grand right now you'll get an extra grand and free money to play with all you have to do is use our promo code blv that's capital blv to activate the offer once again that's promo code blv to get your extra cash from my bookie bet win Get paid, and with that being said, today is friday january 31st 2020 and today wraps up january but went by quick but we're gonna wrap up january with a couple of uh, hot topics today we're gonna recap wwe's royal rumble pay-per-view from houston on sunday the return of the rated r superstar edge drew mcintyre is gonna face brock lesnar at wrestlemania after winning the rumble uh, edge stepped into the ring for the first time in nine years how long is it gonna last i mean randy orton beat him up pretty bad on monday We'll discuss. We've also got the Friday interview of the week presented by my You Remember to use the promo code BLV to activate that order. $1,000 free money to play with to start. We're talking to Toronto Blue Jays prospect Chavez Young talking fitness, ice cream, faith, all that fun stuff next week we'll have jeremy evans on the show jeremy evans is of course the founder of california sports lawyer and we'll completely dive headfirst into all the details of what the houston astros are guilty of when it comes to the sign stealing we'll have a review of the gentleman starring matthew mcconaughey and charlie Hunnam, and zach hample will also be on the show next friday to talk about some of his greatest catches at big league ballparks but let's dive into episode 150, 150, presented by Belly Up Sports, recapping WWE's Royal Rumble event last Sunday night from Minute Maid Park. Don't forget to head on over to TickPick.com to get your $10 discount using the promo code Osho10 that's capital O S H O W 10 as well as your $20 discount at mecanutritionstore.com cell swell is only 9.99 uh mres are only 49.99 using the promo code Osho20 that's capital O S H O W 20 54321 let's rumble So that was arguably the greatest moment of the night last Sunday in Houston, Texas. Adam Copeland, a.k.a. Edge, a.k.a. 11-time world champion, a.k.a. WWE Hall of Famer, and a man who, quite frankly, hasn't competed in a ring since 2011, made his in-ring return for the first time in not one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, or nine years, Well, yeah, nine years. Nine years in the Royal Rumble match. uh, He entered at number 21, uh, made it to the Final Four. He reunited with Randy Orton, uh, rated RKO reunion for a little bit. He got to wrestle guys he's never wrestled before. AJ Styles, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens. I mean, the list goes on and on. I mean, when I saw Edge and AJ Styles go face-to-face, I immediately thought, okay, WrestleMania, Edge and AJ, Wow, it's actually going to happen. And then AJ just located his shoulder, apparently, after a spear from Edge, eliminating that possibility, so that won't be happening. You know, five minutes into his return, and he already injured somebody, but that's okay. Randy Orton tried his best to injure Adam uh, on Monday and send him back to uh, retirement, but uh, we'll get to that a little bit later. Drew McIntyre is the winner. Of the 2020 Royal Rumble match, he tossed Roman Reigns over the top rope to win it, which uh, uh, sent Minute Maid Park into a frenzy. Nobody wanted Reigns to win. That probably would have sent Roman Reigns back into that situation where everyone was going to boo him i mean he got away from that for the past year I remember coming back from leukemia was finally on the uh, in the good graces of the fans that would have not done matters any uh, better for roman reigns i mean i really thought they were going to go with reigns there until mcintyre was revealed as lesnar's wrestlemania opponent and it was obvious after eliminating the beast incarnate from the match i mean lesnar was absolutely dominating the Royal Rumble match. I mean, that that was the way they booked the Royal Rumble match. I thought they booked it perfectly. Uh, Lesnar eliminated, like, the first 15 guys. I think it was actually 13 guys, so he tied the, the most Royal Rumble. The most Royal Rumble eliminations is 13, and that was set by Braun Strowman. The previous amount was 11. I think it was Kane. So Brock Lesnar ties him with 13, but he eliminated, so he was entrant number one. McIntyre was entrant number 16. So Lesnar eliminates the first 13 guys that enter the match. Uh, Ricochet comes out, uh, holds his own, you know, gets the crap beat out of him, but still holds his own. And then Drew McIntyre comes out, Ricochet hits the low blow, uh, the Claymore kick knocks Lesnar out of the ring which he sold beautifully by the way Brock Lesnar gets a lot of heat for not uh wrestling all that much he wrestled for a good half hour at the Royal Rumble event and he sold that beautifully so uh that made it obvious Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre a match a lot of people have been waiting to see quite frankly uh ever since Drew McIntyre returned to WWE back in NXT I mean it was well over a decade ago I think at least Ten, Maybe even 12 years ago 2009 is when Vince McMahon deemed Drew McIntyre the chosen one When he came back to WWE And he really disappointed I mean he was an intercontinental champion But nothing more than that Had that brief rivalry with Teddy Long Which was kind of very lackluster And kind of disappointing for Drew McIntyre Uh, Went into 3MB Which was insanely disappointing for him I mean it got over with the crowd But they were all jobbers at the time I mean you remember Lesnar giving him an F5 Uh, During his first, and and then he leaves, goes to the Indies, goes to TNA, becomes Drew Galloway, finds himself, comes back to NXT, and is in a a completely different animal, completely different person. I mean, who knows what he was taking, but like Drew McIntyre was in the best shape of his life, looked like an entirely different person, testosterone levels through the roof. I, I mean, it's been more than a decade, but. Drew McIntyre is finally on the verge of becoming Mr. McMahon's quote-unquote chosen one, which he once uh, prophesized for him. And uh, he's now just one victory away from completing the longest and probably one of the most rockiest roads to WrestleMania glory and roads back to to the top, back to the promised land in WWE history has one more chance uh, to finish his job by taking the WWE Championship from Brock Lesnar. And I'm sure they're going to book it that way. I mean, Lesnar uh, uh, let Rollins go over last year. I'm sure he'll let uh, McIntyre go over this year. Lesnar not quite as beatable. Or unbeatable as he used to be, I guess you can say, after he beat the Undertaker streak. Because after that, once he beat the Undertaker streak, he was unbeatable for almost three years. I mean, Goldberg was the first guy to pin him after that. And that was shocking, but we've gotten into that. We won't get into that. Um, but indeed, this seems like uh, Vince McMahon's uh, prognostication, if you will, uh, that he would go unfulfilled um if Drew McIntyre didn't make it to the top of the WWE I mean McIntyre I think he left after his first and after the whole freeMB mb thing in 2014 and then came back to NXT in 2017 when like I said new rugged look nasty mean streak probably gained 30 pounds of muscle who knows and while a championship match on Raw kind of eluded Drew McIntyre in the early goings of his return um he seized one of the surefire ways during a title bout by winning the royal rumble match i mean in a career-making performance drew mcintyre tossed out i want to say six uh guys six of his fellow competitors there in the in the extravaganza in minute Maid park and then notched one of the most unforgettable eliminations when he got lesnar out with that claymore kick again beautifully sold by brock lesnar and now he uh uh, needed less than 24 hours i mean this was the next night on raw drew drew mcintyre uh selected brock lesnar at wrestlemania so we officially have our first main event match at mania brock lesnar versus drew mcintyre and of course lesnar shows up on raw gives him an f5 just like he did with rollins last year except he gave him like six f5s uh last year he only gave drew mcintyre one f5 Uh, i think drew mcintyre faced luke gallows and carl anderson in a handicap match really cares about that and uh despite never uh ending criticism he never never really got the respect he got or at least he deserved from the wwe universe and his fellow superstars Uh, Brock Lesnar of course remains one of the most dominant competitors in the business I mean he's a big money draw big box office draw and in case anyone had forgotten Lesnar defeated Kingston in just eight seconds to win the WWE championship back in October 13 eliminations in uh, this year's Royal Rumble match before McIntyre's boot caught him in the face I mean will Lesnar remind everyone why he's the most feared fighter on the planet at Mania or will McIntyre at long last sees championship glory Only one way to find out. It's Sunday, April 5th, WrestleMania 36 in Tampa Bay, Florida, home of the Buccaneers. Uh, That's not the only match that's going to go down. Uh, It looks like possibly. I mean, there is a Saudi Arabia event before this, so I don't know but there's possibly going to be a Randy Orton versus Edge match after what happened on Raw. It looked like uh, Edge is back now, three-year deal worth a ton of money. I mean, money wasn't specified on any of these internet leaks, but everybody's saying it's a significant amount of money for three years. He's going to be a part-timer. You could call him the the good Brock Lesnar. And, you know, Brock Lesnar goes away. Nobody really gives a crap. But when Edge comes back, it's going to mean something now. And it looks like after what happened on Raw, Edge was uh, telling everybody how he's back. He's ready to roll, wants to face the likes of Reigns, Rollins, AJ Styles, Kevin Owens, even Randy Orton. And then Randy Orton comes out, says, let's get a rated RKO back together. The crowd's going nuts. Randy holds his hands up in the air like, why not? And then out of nowhere... Turn heel. So he was about face this time, I want to say, for two months during that feud with AJ Styles. I mean, he just turned face. And now AJ Styles is hurt Who knows if he's going to be able to compete at WrestleMania 36 Uh, So Orton back as a heel Was the right move One of the more shocking heel turns uh, In recent memory And it works with his move The RKO out of nowhere And it worked that time on Edge Edge selling the neck injury as if he re-hurt it Hopefully he was selling it And he wasn't actually hurt Hopefully he was selling it Uh, Orton hits him in the head with a chair shot Though of course he didn't actually hit him He hit the end of the chair If anybody was paying attention closely Uh, Great move By a veteran that's why I think Vince Is only going to put Edge in the ring with Veterans, you know, uh, he's faced Randy Orton plenty of times. He's a veteran in that ring, veteran presence, knows what he's doing. He's not going to hurt anybody. Uh, he he rarely gets hurt. Randy Orton um, and I feel like Randy Orton versus Edge is going to steal the show once again at WrestleMania. Two guys who know each other well. Uh, I mean, when it comes time for those first time ever matches, like AJ Styles. AJ Styles is a veteran in that ring. AJ Styles versus Edge. It's going to happen sometime down the road. Won't happen at Mania, but it's going to happen sometime in the spring once AJ styles heals that dislocated shoulder he's a veteran presence in that ring he's not going to hurt somebody uh, despite never facing edge before and uh, other guys you know the likes of Seth Rollins I mean there's history there don't forget almost a quote-unquote storyline broke his neck back in 2014 when he was with the authority the night the authority got brought back into power after losing that survivor series that year because of sting I mean th- that, there's history there edge versus Seth Rollins and that could happen in the near future maybe if they go with Randy Orton versus Edge at Super Showdown in Saudi Arabia because that's the next event coming up, which is why they would make such a big storyline for it. And of course, Saudi Arabia is going to draw a lot of money for Vince. So why not? Maybe you go with Edge versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. All that build up about six years in the making. Have that match go down. Why not? I mean, he, he, he doesn't really have a storyline going on right now. I mean, he entered number 30 in the Royal Rumble match, uh, AOP helping him out, eliminating Edge, or not Edge, but uh, Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens, and then they take him out, and then everybody beats down on Rollins. I mean, it was Seth Rollins in a five-on-one handicap against Roman Reigns, Edge, Randy Orton, and Drew McIntyre. So I guess it was four-on-one assault, my bad. But Edge versus Seth Rollins is deemed to happen in the near future. And I mentioned some of those first names, like Randy Orton, who's going to face upcoming possibly at Mania. And then, of course, AJ Styles, both veterans in that ring. They know what they're doing. Seth Rollins is a great competitor, but he has had that reputation of hurting people in the past. He dislocated uh, Finn Balor's shoulder at SummerSlam, tore his labrum, actually. He uh, ended Sting's career with that spinal cord injury. I mean, that's dangerous with Edge, you know? Um, I don't know. I, I don't know how this whole uh, um, the stem cell therapy stuff works For these guys, I mean, worked for Daniel Bryan and certainly worked for Adam. I mean, I guess stem cell therapy is used, like it uses the cells to treat uh, the disease or condition. I mean, the bone marrow transplant is the most widely used stem cell at least that's what it says according to wikipedia but i don't know what the whole deal with that is i don't know how long this is going to last for edge like he said on raw he doesn't know how long it's going to last they hope three years but all it takes is one little injury and that's it that, that that's the end this time but hopefully he goes out on his own terms it looks like he's going to be facing randy orton we'll see how that rivalry uh escalates Given the severity of the attack on Raw, I think they're writing Edge off at least for a couple of weeks because, again, he's going to be a part-timer, not going to be there every week. But this will probably take him off TV for the next couple of weeks, go home, spend time with the family, his kids, and uh, we'll probably see him in Saudi Arabia at Super Showdown. But if I were to guess... Given that huge angle on Raw, we're probably going to see Edge versus Randy Orton at WrestleMania in Tampa Bay alongside McIntyre and Lesnar. And then on SmackDown, don't forget what happened uh, in the Rumble. It was The Fiend versus Daniel Bryan for the universal championship in a strap match uh they didn't go with the traditional rules for a strap match they didn't touch all four corners or anything like that uh they were just attached to each other great match match of the year candidate i know it's only january but a phenomenal match between daniel bryan and bray Wyatt. bray Wyatt picks up the win probably ends that feud a great feud in the winter uh leading up into the spring and mania season which means uh Elimination chamber possibly coming up Or even the Saudi show is probably going to determine Bray Wyatt's Wrestlemania opponent who's about a ninety percent chance it's gonna be Roman Reigns because now Roman Reigns is free after beating Baron Corbin in the Falls Count Anywhere match at the Rumble. Didn't didn't win the Rumble, but you know if they have an Elimination Chamber match, Reigns is gonna win, and then you'll see Bray Wyatt versus Roman Reigns, another guy from his past that he's like, oh, uh, you need to pay for your sins or whatever. Whatever Bray Wyatt uh, didn't do to Roman Reigns or vice versa, whatever Roman Reigns did to Bray Wyatt, he's now gonna pay. We're gonna see the Fiend versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania for the universal championship again probably not confirmed but probably unless they go the route of the undertaker which would be awesome uh that one's a little bit more uh uh, makes and that one makes sense to me more a little bit and i'll tell you why roman reigns versus bray wyatt makes sense storyline wise i get that big match big money match big title match at wrestlemania between two former foes fits the bill with bray wyatt he's only been targeting guys that he's had rivalries with in the past but you know if Roman Reigns beats the Fiend that's the end of the Fiend's mystique you know like the Fiend is the guy who's more destructive than anybody like he's more powerful than Lesnar right now he kicks out of everything he he takes everything i mean Daniel Bryan was slapping him in the face with that strap on Sunday, and he was like, bring it on, bring it on, mother effer, like, that, that's the mentality that the fiend has, that's the mystique, the character that they've made with the fiend, and if Roman Reigns hits a, a Superman punch and a spear and pins him one, two, three in the middle of the ring, well, there goes that entire uh, eight-month buildup of the fiend, you know, like, that'll ruin it, like, and on the other end, if Roman Reigns loses at mania that's it for him too you know like he goes back to the mid card after not getting a title shot for almost a year and a half since uh dropping the universal championship for leukemia which now that i think of it is another great storyline never lost the universal championship and then he's got to defeat the fiend for it but at the same time you, you can't hurt the fiend like that i mean the fiend's been booked too powerful for roman reigns to beat him and roman reigns can't afford another big loss especially at wrestlemania so the match to me It's too premature. It's going to happen down the road and probably going to happen at Mania, but for me, a little too premature. Why not go The Undertaker route? Another match where he's faced him many times in the past, WrestleMania 31, Survivor Series when it was the Wyatt family versus the Brothers of Destruction. Bray Wyatt has lost to The Undertaker every time, so this is a perfect excuse for The Fiend to come out and say, you need to pay and uh, attack The Undertaker and end his career at Mania because this way... The Undertaker's already lost twice at Mania. He lost to Lesnar at WrestleMania 30. He lost to Reigns at WrestleMania 32, 33, excuse me, in Orlando. That seemingly retired him. Then he came back to face John Cena at 34, squashed him, took off WrestleMania 35 last year, which I thought was shocking. Didn't even make an appearance. Made an appearance the next night on Raw, which was weird booking in my mind. You could have reversed that, have Cena not show up at Mania and have him show up the next night on Raw. But I digress. The Undertaker losing at WrestleMania to The Fiend to end his career, makes perfect sense. Why not? The Undertaker is probably going to have a match at 36. I mean, he's not retired. He hasn't had his swan song yet. He hasn't had that perfect send-off yet. This could be it against a longtime rival that he's had who's absolutely on a hot streak, absolutely destroying everybody on the roster. Red Hot is the fiend. Why not have that match? Undertaker versus Bray Wyatt for the Universal Championship, a championship the Undertaker has never competed for, the Universal Championship. Why not in his final match, title match, WrestleMania, main event, have the Fiend, main event, WrestleMania? He deserves it. It's been his year, it's been the Fiend's year. He's, he was voted the WWE Superstar of the Year, not the Slammy Awards, but you know, the WWE Backstage Awards, was voted WWE Male Superstar of the Year, Bray Wyatt. Have Bray Wyatt versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Give Reigns, honestly, give Roman Reigns another high-profile match like Goldberg. I mean, they may do that at Super Showdown, for all we know, but why not? Like, Roman Reigns versus Goldberg, Roman Reigns versus Edge, Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan. I mean, all those matches are good for uh, Roman Reigns, but to have him lose to The Fiend makes no sense, and to have him beat The Fiend is even worse, and the fans are going to let... Vince and Roman here I mean all that work To get Roman on the good side of fans And the good graces of fans It wouldn't make sense to put him over The hottest character in the business Today for the Universal Championship On the grand stage of WrestleMania would ruin the past year And a half it took him to become a, An actual babyface, a fan favorite uh, you, you almost saw that go away At the Royal Rumble when he almost eliminated McIntyre I mean everybody started booing again and then McIntyre eliminated him so all that work, it could go down like that, like that. I don't know if you can hear my... It, it could go away in, in an eye blink, you know? So, to me, Undertaker versus Bray Wyatt, that, that's the ideal match. They probably won't go that way. It's looking like all the reports are saying they're going Roman Reigns versus Bray Wyatt. But I think they should go the other route. But other than that, so it's probably going to end up being Wyatt and Reigns, Lesnar McIntyre's official, Edge versus Randy Orton's obviously the plan for something, whether it's the showdown or Wrestlemania 36. John Cena says he wants to play a big part in Wrestlemania. We'll see what happens. Ronda Rousey, to my shock, didn't show up at the Royal Rumble. Doesn't look like she's going to be facing Becky Lynch. Although, with Charlotte winning the Rumble, it doesn't appear that they're going to go back to Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch, because if they do, wow, that's really bad booking by WWE creative. We've seen that a billion times. To me, it seems like Charlotte's going to challenge Shania Baszler for the NXT championship, which would be very interesting. I mean, everybody wanted to see Baszler versus Lynch after uh, their feud at Survivor Series and that triple threat with Bayley. But at the same time, NXT champion versus Raw champion, they're, they're both champions. doesn't really make sense. Charlotte versus Baszler. Makes sense. And this would be the first ever Royal Rumble winner challenging for the NXT championship as opposed to a Raw or SmackDown championship, uh, world championship. And then that way, Ronda Rousey can make an epic return in the coming weeks to challenge Becky Lynch in a high profile uh, feud that everybody wanted to see a year ago ronda rousey versus becky lynch one-on-one the match everybody wanted to see we got gypped of it at survivor series because becky lynch broke her nose and that added charlotte flair into the feud which nobody wanted uh but to me god forbid they go with charlotte flair versus becky lynch again considering they're both on raw right now that's why i was kind of shocked charlotte won i know both drew mcintyre and charlotte flair weren't the original winners i think it was supposed to be roman reigns And um, Baszler, possibly, unless they had plans for Ronda Rousey that fell through. But I don't think either of them were supposed to win. And then within the final days, uh, Drew McIntyre becomes the winner, which was the right call, the absolute right call. They booked the men's Royal Rumble match to a T, I think. Women's Royal Rumble match, they could have done better. I mean, Charlotte Flair, I mean, she's, again, to go on another Charlotte Flair rant here for this week in pro wrestling, she is a 10-time women's champion champion. In about a five-year span, and now she's a Royal Rumble winner. So I, it's just like she's being booked way too heavily. Like she, phenomenal athlete, best woman athlete on that roster. By by no means am I saying, giving her no credit here. By no means am I selling her short. But Charlotte Flair, you know, they're trying to make a Ric Flair. I mean, she, she's just as good. Like everybody's saying, oh, she's one day Ric Flair is going to be Charlotte Flair's daughter. It's like no, it's Ric Flair, the Nature Boy, sixteen-time world champ. But we'll see. I mean, Charlotte Flair is going to main event WrestleMania. I'm hoping it's Shania Bowser for the uh, NXT championship, but we'll see. And uh, for Ronda Rousey, please come back and face Becky Lynch because that's a match I think everybody wants to see one-on-one. I think it's I think it's the perfect match, perfect storyline. You were away for a year. Uh, the ending to that main event match where Becky Lynch kind of pinned her, kind of didn't, her shoulder was up. The referee screwed her. It's a perfect storyline. R- R- ronda rousey needs to return to take on uh, the man becky lynch the man versus the prize fighter and ronda rousey uh other than that everything's kind of up in the air seth rollins doesn't have an opponent daniel bryan's not gonna have an opponent after finishing his feud with the fiend looks looks like the miz and john morrison are probably going to challenge the new day for the smackdown tag team titles um it doesn't appear i mean they always pull this last minute notch but it doesn't appear that triple h is going to be wrestling at wrestlemania this year i mean he's had no signs of doing anything unless they pit him against like Tommaso champa or finn Balor or a guy that he wants to face because you know he had an interview a few months ago saying that he only wants to face a select guys like johnny Gargano and Tommaso champa and finn Balor are the only guys that he'd be interested in fighting i mean uh i don't think i mean aj styles would be the one match i feel like everybody would want to see all the uh, diehard fans who want to see triple h versus aj styles we've never seen that before other than that there's no real matches he needs to have so i don't know if triple h will be at wrestlemania this year uh again he's not retired either like the undertaker they're both not retired but at the same time they don't need them but at the same time you also want them to get their proper send-offs um i don't know There's a lot of guys who don't have convincing uh, lockdown storylines going into this year's event, which makes it very exciting, makes the road to WrestleMania very interesting, uh, very must-see, but it doesn't appear that they're as ready as they were in past years, which is, again, nice to see. So that just about wraps up the WWE Royal Rumble review from Houston, Texas, and Minute Maid Park. Again, it was a splendid pay-per-view to watch. Uh, Unfortunately, it happened on a very dark day in sports, as well as just the world in general, given the helicopter crash. We'll get into more of of that next week uh, and the weeks to follow with Kobe Bryant, Gianna Bryant, as well as... The other seven victims in that helicopter crash Sunday morning in Southern California. But I wanted to get to our Friday interview of the week. It's Toronto Blue Jays prospect. Toronto Blue Jays outfielder, if you will, Chavez Young. Chavez Young and I got the chance to chat after a Dunnington Blue Jays game in Dunnington, Florida over the summer back in July, July 4th weekend. We're talking ice cream, his diet, which is pretty ironic, two totally different things, why his faith impacts his life, his faith impacts his game of baseball. We get into that a little bit. We talk very brief- briefly, but a down-to-earth guy. I think you're going to like this. Let's get to our Friday interview of the week after this quick word from TickPick. With Chavez Young. Chavez, how you guys feeling? 51-28 and 28 now on the season. You guys are on a good uh, roll. Sounds about right, right? 51-28, and 28 and uh, you guys are on a roll. How is that feeling in the clubhouse right now, considering everything you guys have dealt with, considering as of right now, technically your home is away from home?
1: Uh, we gotta give it up to our coaching staff. Our coaching staff you know, let us play our game. You know, just let us have fun. You know, let us be us, you know So I think gotta give it up to the coach staff That type of feel Just letting us play our game And like, and, and the pitching has been really good These past, um, this second half You know, thanks to the pitching staff Just giving us time, you know To get some runs on the board for them
0: And two hits tonight You had that double in your first at-bat Pitch right before that You fouled it off your foot S- Seemed like it was pretty solid to me Heard, heard you sighed from the stands. <laughs> Next pitch, you wrote that double down the right field line. How easy is it to adapt, easier or hard to adapt, to fouling a pitch off your foot like that and adapting to the pain right away? Because it seemed like you were good to go running down the first baseline. Regardless,
1: I still got a bat. Right. <laughs> and you know, um, I could have been there for 10, 15 minutes, you know, warboring about it or... Regardless, I still got a hit. <laughs> so it was either, you know, suck it up now or, you know, you still got it. You still got our back. Hey,
0: respect, man, respect. Fifth inning, uh, hit that one to right field. How close were you to squaring that one up?
1: Kind of kind of got a little in. Pitcher had a good deal low. Came in on me, made a really great pitch. You know, I, you know, I just tried to uh, do my best. Square it up.
0: Showed off the hose tonight. <laughs> Throwing out that runner at third base. I mean, everybody yeah. says around here that you. Basically, got a rocket out there in right field. How fun is it for you? And how um, how throwing mechanics as well, just working out to stay in tip-top shape throughout the season.
1: Actually, we did um, infield, outfield today. You know, practicing. You know, good, good long hops. You know, today. And anytime I have a chance to, you know, do something for my team defensively, I would. You know, I don't take it for granted. You know, just do my best and you know try to get out for my pitcher. You know, they're battling their butts off. So best, that's the best I could do for them.
0: And. We're, we're the same age, believe it or not. 21, you're 21, right? Um, That's a good flow. I, I love it. <laughs> Th- thank you so much. I, lo- I love it so much. Um, we're the same age. Your physique's a lot nicer than mine. My- <laughs> no, um, no, don't say that. <laughs> I'm, I'm close. <laughs> you're like a solid 195. I'd say 191.95. Yeah. I've been trying to get there for a few years now. My metabolism's a uh, shredder. Uh, what's your secret to staying in shape? Uh, like, what do you eat? I eat ice cream. Liar! <laughs> no, no.
1: <laughs> but no, um, you know our dietitian do a great job. You know, trying to make it as easy as for us to eat healthy, especially me. Um, she does a really great job mixing, mixing my um, greens and protein, and I you know, try to hide it under you know, good good stuff.
0: <laughs> All right, I'll take I'll take that yeah. as it is. Yeah. Uh, Digging your walk up song. My next question is, what is your specific genre of music considering you are the same age? and what do you think of the uh, newer rap music?
1: I'm a big reggae Soca guy, so I, I like, love it. I love, I love it. I love the you know nice and rhythm. Rhythm beats you know from you know Marshall Montano or um, pop Khan, you know big artists in the Bahamas.
0: I like that. I dig that. Like, personally, me? Like, what are your thoughts on the newer rap these days? Can you it's listen good. to it at all?
1: I listen, I listen to rap, but if you wanted to tell my go-to, I'm
0: going with so-called, so-called reggae. I love it. I love the, the walk-up song. I love most of your guys' walk-up songs, actually. Um, so, I did a little research. Grew up in the Bahamas. Um, only one player from the Bahamas has ever made it to the major leagues, which... Um, Antoine Richardson. Which resulted in you actually moving to Georgia in high school. Just briefly explain to me that transition at such a young age.
1: I just, basically man, I just wanted to go off to school, you know, try to get my education, go off to college, and just work um, every opportunity I got, you know, just work for it. You know, scouts came, and I had the opportunity to show my talent, and hey, God is good, you know, thank God, thank God for life and thank him for the opportunity he gave me, you know, I'm here, here today.
0: And how much does your faith play a role in where you are today? Um, I, I feel that, uh, like,
1: you know, um, God don't give you hits, but right. I like, he makes, you know, you know, if you don't believe in Jesus Christ, Lord, Savior, you know, I don't know what you're living for, you know, it's, it's sometimes it's just bigger than baseball, you know, and once you realize that, then I think everything else falls behind.
0: And last question before I let you go. Being a part of the Blue Jays organization these past few years, you've got to witness the likes of Vladimir Guerrero Jr., uh, Biggio, Smith, guys like that. A lot of coaches that you've gone through through the system have said you have played just as well. And the numbers have shown it. Your, your last year, hit 285, have shown that... Um, do you feel motivated and fired up when you see guys like the Bigios and the Smiths and the Guerrero's getting a lot more adulation for their play? Does it motivate you as a player to know that you're probably the most underrated player in this organization?
1: No, it doesn't. Um, I just play hard. You know, my time is going to come. You know, just got to trust in the Lord. You know, time is everything. Um, I don't, I don't worry about them stuff. You know, just keep on playing to have fun and keep on playing to win. That's the most important thing.
0: Thank you very much, Chavez.
1: Thank you.
0: Thanks once again to Chavez Young looking to kick off the season strong in Dunnington, Florida this spring. at spring training for the Toronto Blue Jays, hoping to impress a lot of the Blue Jays scouts this spring. Again, one of their highly touted prospects. We'll see. Uh, but that's then. This is now Super Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl LIV in Miami. Miami, Florida, this weekend, Sunday, two days away, it's upon us. It'll be the San Francisco 49ers and Kansas City Chiefs duking it out for the latest Lombardi trophy. And throughout the history of this game, it doesn't always feel like every Super Bowl zigs when you think it's going to zag, am I right? Take last year, for example. If you had the number one scoring offense in the regular season in the Los Angeles Rams muster just three points against the New England Patriots, I mean, what are you going to do? That's bananas. I mean, with that in mind, though, uh, when I sparked up the old Xbox One this past week, I haven't played in a long time, sparked it up for the first time in a long time, set it up uh, uh, with the latest uh, Madden and 20 with the Super Bowl stimulation, I was kind of expecting some shenanigans to go on. because you know how you simulate stuff and then the final score isn't really what you thought it was going to be, uh, but probably isn't what ultimately is going to transpire? I mean, in the real world... Patrick Mahomes is currently in the midst of one of the greatest statistical playoff runs in history of all time. And that gets put to a halt, however, in this Madden universe as the San Francisco 49ers pick him off, not once, not twice, but three times. Three times they pick off Patrick Mahomes en route to a 20-7 to victory in Super Bowl 54, according to Madden 20 in my Stimo cast this past week. Jimmy Garoppolo was sharp, I got to admit. I mean, throughout the contest, he completed his first six passes of the night. He finished connecting on 14 of his 21 throws for 149 yards and one touchdown. And by looking at Patrick Mahomes' stats, I mean, you'd think that the two quarterbacks had a pretty similar outing. But most of his passing marks were in garbage time. I got to admit, towards the end of that game, I mean, his three picks were the real story in, in prime time and ultimate demise of the Chiefs. I mean, the 49ers winning that one 20-17 in fantasy land, in, in my dreams, on my Xbox One. Will it happen this Sunday? I'm going with the Chiefs. I'm honestly going with Patrick Mahomes. His mentality, the way he's been able to come back against both the Titans and the Texans in those two home games, in, in freezing, below freezing weather in Kansas City, I know he was in a, in front of a hometown crowd But to play that way like he did Down 24 nothing in the divisional round You're down by 10 in the second quarter Against a red-hot Tennessee Titan team That was destined for the Super Bowl this year I'm going with the Chiefs all the way. Jimmy G, to me, had a very impressive showing against the Vikings and the Packers, but I think the story is too sweet for Patrick Mahomes this year. Another historic season from him and Andy Reid, and it's going to end with the first Super Bowl title in Kansas City in 50 years. And with that being said, this was episode 150. Remember to use the promo code OSHO10. That's capital O-S-H-O-W-10 for $10 off. Your next order using TickPick.com. You should have used TickPick, you bastards. Super Bowl Sunday this week, get $10 off your tickets if, uh, if if $10 is good enough for you. Remember to use the promo code OSHO20, that's capital O-S-H-O-W-20, if you're into banging white eating steaks, and sleeping eights. Remember, swole is the goal and size is the prize. Use Mecca Nutrition at meccanutritionstore.com right now. Hit it, Hootie.